0: Okay Rabatai, no, good morning. We're going through Mislay but very slowly. That's how we do it here. Better now. The, the idea is if you do it slower, Hashem gives you more time to finish. So you get more years. When you rush, go very fast. That's how you finished already. You're done. So take your time, try to understand what you're doing. And hopefully you'll get more more time. Yesterday we learned that the Mis'ilad Yesharim says on this subject of Zehirut, the subject of being careful, of thinking before you act. He says already in the beginning how important it is that a person should watch his decisions The small decisions, the large decisions, his general life outlook, his hashtafot. You know, many times in life, we make changes in our actions, but we don't change our hashtafot. We don't change our outlook, which is like cutting off a rotten fruit, but leaving the roots that are still rotten. A lot of times we make small changes or sometimes even big changes. But our mindset is still the same. The hashkafot of the person, although they're not visible. Hashkafot means his outlook, the way he sees things. The way he he understands his relationship with Hashem. That's a hashkafot. That's a hashkafot right there. What is your relationship with Hashem? That's an outlook. To some people, Hashem is the one they're scared that, you know, He might take away their health. He might take away their money. He's the one who might give them if they're good boys. That's their, it's a very childish relationship. For, more, for others, it's like their friend. friends. They talk to him. They talk to them. To others? No, what do you mean? My re- Hashem is the... He's the malef. What does that mean? I'm an Ebed Hashem. I'm his servant. Being a servant of Hashem is a whole different way of life. You could have a person who keeps Shabbat as a Jew and then there's a person who keeps Shabbat as an ever dashem it's a different shabbat there's a guy who learns torah as a jew guy who learns torah as an ever dashem a guy gives tzedakah as a jew or gives tzedakah as an ever dashem do you know that if you live your life as an ever dashem everything that you do transforms into a whole different type of act even the same acts are actually different because they're done with a whole different mindset. So that's not called changing your action, changing your outlook. What is your, that's, that's just one outlook, one outlook. What's my relationship with the creator of the world? What is he to me? Is he my father? Is he my friend? Is he the judge? Is it what is it? How do I live every day? Could you imagine that most people never actually identified what their relationship is? Or some don't even know what it should be. Some are ignorant. They wouldn't even know what the answer is. You would ask them, so what's your relationship to Hashem? Like, what is it to you? Oh, he's the creator. He gives us things. He's in charge. But what's your relationship with him? That describes what he might be. People might know what he is. But what's your relationship? Imagine, I I tell you, you know this guy? Yeah, I know. He's this, he's that. But what's your relationship? Like, When you think about you and him, what is that? most people probably that you know either don't know what they're supposed to have or even if they do know they never actually thought about making that part of their mindset just again coming to learn in the morning off the bat you come as an or you come as a person who decided to learn big difference in everything that you do both in the holy and the mundane and ever that hashkafat changes everything good so hashkafat are one of those things your outlook on everything on everything makes the biggest difference in fact your actions in life are just an outcome of your mindset. Usually, we speak about actions. Usually the Torah also talks about actions. When a rabbi gets up to talk about actions, guys, you're doing this wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. That's usually the rhetoric. The words are actions. But in reality, it's really not not where the issue is the issue is the mindset so it's the only result problem with mindset with hashkafot so how come rabbis don't get up and talk about hashkafot why we talk about shabbat kashrut senyut tzedakah tfilah torah Why don't we talk more about hashkafot? Because hashkafot, first of all, not everybody in the same place. Each guy, you have a hundred people in the room. There's a hundred different hashkafot. Sometimes the same guy has more than one hashkafot. Depends where he is. Depends who he's with. Right, right. Depends. If he's in New York, if he's in Deal, he's traveling. Depending who he's around. If he's in Shul, he has one hashkafot. When he gets home, it's a different hashkafot. (laughs) right <laughs> that's what it is so you, you gotta remove 100 people and 1, a thousand and and part of part of changing is you have to undo it i mean you can't just go tell a guy okay this is the right outlook it's not like that you have to undo all the nonsense that the guy has in his mind just like a tree you can't fix a tree by just making it good you gotta first remove and then you gotta fix it. So, so, fixing people's hashkafot, it's very hard to do on a public level because each person needs to have their, yeah, I mean, you can give over, we're learning hashkafot now, but it's hard, it's why you don't hear about it as much. And, and it's also very sensitive. Very sensitive. You tell a guy to keep Shabbat, okay. Tell a guy, you know, your hashkafah is off. See the hashkafah of yours? You're not pikoos. That hashkafa. That's what I tell you. Your mindset and how to look in God. You're like a. You're very off. It's very sensitive. People's people's opinions are more important to them than their actions. So if I, if I tell you, you're doing this wrong, it's not as bad, it's not so easy either. Not so easy either. But when you tell a guy that his mindset is off, so you're attacking the core of this person. So it becomes much more sensitive. So if a rabbi talks about Ashkafot too much, they throw him out. They tell him, that's it. He lost your job. He loses Parnassah. That's why he stops talking about it. That's why the rabbis, we only talk about things that keep our Parnassah intact. (laughs) Want to make sure that we say enough to make people excited, but not too much to lose our jobs. You understand, Sonny? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, You gotta stay within certain boundaries. So I was saying, Hashkafot, Hashkafot are harder to change because they have, first, you have to uproot a lot of damage and replant it. Because putting Hashkafot on a damaged brain doesn't really work. The guy has been thinking a certain way about life for 50 years, and now all of a sudden, you tell them, no, no, you got to think like this. It's not it's not that simple. It's got to be deleted, and then re-planted re, re step by step. Also, the planting of Ashkaver is not an action. It's okay, you got to know this, then you got to know that, you got to build, you got to go, one on top. So that's why usually in classes, Ashkafot are not usually given because the people are so varied and the process requires steps one after the other. So unfortunately, you don't get it as much. But it's important. I think here we do a little more than we would do in a regular class. That's the Chobot that's Lebabot. The if you want to know the book of Ashkafot, Muslaya al Sharim is not a book of Ashkafab. He is a book of Lemaasit. He's telling you listen, this is what you gotta do. You wanna become something in life? Let me give you the rules. Havot Levavot is a book that builds your mind. That's why it's called The Obligations of the Mind. Because it builds not your actions, it builds your mind. It tells you how to think. But if you look at that book and read it, you'll realize it's very systematic, step by step. Even the chapters, the way he put them up, he's okay. Now that you have this, you're ready for this. And he continues. It's a masterpiece. Step, that's if is the first book. First book is The problem is, the problem is really the first book for any, any person. Should be awad Babot. The problem is that the people that usually you're teaching are already tainted and their brain is already twisted. And therefore, you don't even have a listening ear to change their mindset. Follow? To change a person's mindset, you have to have a willing party. You understand? And giving a guy sometimes if he's not willing, he's not ready to take that on. So that's why you have to start in other areas sometimes. People aren't ready for that. You have to start in other, other sections to get them into the appetite. Just to get them to understand something. And then you get them to go back and do this is this is, uh, is the key to life, really. It is the key to successful living. But it requires patience and a desire to want to change your mindset. Mindset is not a character. Mindset is an outlook. It's the way you see the world. It's the way you see another person. When you look, you know, people, when they look at a painting, like myself, I, I consider myself a complete amaaretz in the world of painting. You have a guy who sees a painting. He's, a, he's an expert, sees a painting. Says, wow, look at the painting, amazing. Now, if me and you would look at it, we'd say, I don't see anything. If you understood art, you would be able to see a lot in that picture. But if you don't understand anything, so you don't see anything. So you're looking at the same picture, but each person sees something else. Even in sports, it's like that. A person who understands a baseball game really well, right, there are so many things happening in that game that he's able to see. If you don't understand the game, all you see is a guy throwing a ball. But if you understand the game, you understand how he threw it, why he threw it, what was he thinking, what was the psychology behind throwing it that way? Was it a fastball? Was it a curveball? The kind of hitter that was up? What was? So many things are happening in a baseball game if you understand the game. But if you don't understand anything, you just watch people throwing and hitting. You don't see what's going on. You understand? It is that way In everything in life. That's all your hashkafah, your outlook. What do you see when you see a person? What do you see when Shabbat's coming? What's your outlook on everything? That's a big, big part of success in life. The biggest is to change our hashkafot. So like I said, changing hashkafot is hard. So we try to get, okay, you know what? Keep Shabbat. Forget your Hashkafot now. Just keep Shabbat. Start learning. As the guy comes and slowly a person is able to have the guy change his mindset and his outlook. Everything that Hashem created has a purpose. Hashkafah means you understand the purpose of whatever you're looking at. You met a guy in the hallway now in 10 minutes. What's your hashkafah when you meet people? Everyone's got a hashkafah, by the way. I don't think. Some people, the way they walk the hallways is they make sure not to notice people. That's the hashkafah. Their outlook is don't look at anybody, make them believe you don't care about them, make them believe that you're too good to even recognize them look like you're a very busy man who has no time for the regular population. That's a hashkafah. That's a certain hashkafah. You can have that in yeshiva. You can have that in the Beth Knesset. You can have that anywhere. Another guy has a different kind of hashkafah. When he walks the hallways, he sees people as an opportunity to bless them and to give them a kindness that they might need which is a compliment, uh, a nice word, a good morning, different outlook. So when you see a guy ignoring people in the hallway, or you see a guy that's warm to be on the hallway, it's not the actions that are different. I mean, of course, the actions are different. But it's it's stemming from a whole different understanding of what is your relationship to humanity? What's your relationship to other people? How... Where are you and where are they? And what is your responsibility based on your understanding? You take on a leadership job. A leadership job is defined in different ways by a leader. What's your hashkapa? When you're given a leadership role, you're now a rabbi. You have a leadership role. You lead a bet Knesset. What does that mean? What does that mean in your mind? For many people, it means, oh, now I get the chance to tell people what to do. Or some people, now I get the chance for people to look at me as somebody. Oh, now I have a chance to be an accomplished person. This is another one of my accomplishments that now I elevated to be a rabbi of a certain Met Knesset, or a certain group. Or there are some people who say, wow, what an awesome responsibility this is. I can't believe God gave me this job. I have a lot to do. What do I have to do? What's my responsibility? You understand? Everything that we do in life has the right outlook, the wrong outlook. Chances are, without actually learning, thinking, we have the wrong outlook. Because our outlooks came from either the New York Times or Fox News or people that you saw in your life. Maybe it came from people in your family that didn't necessarily get it right either. And your outlook on everything is based on everything wrong. So you gotta go and start regenerating new ideas and new understanding of what is going on in every area of life. Marriage, what's your outlook on marriage? What's your goal in marriage? What's your purpose in marriage? For sure, every American, minus very few, has the wrong outlook on marriage. It's not a question. It's not that they did it wrong, it's more than that. Their whole outlook was off. They did wrong because their outlook was all. The outlook on marriage is the key to marriage. The outlook on a child. What's your responsibility to that child? Why exactly are you a father? What is your job? What's your role here? Most people don't even know the answer. They just go about their life doing whatever they think is appropriate for that moment. They don't have an outlook. You were son to your parents. What's your outlook on that? What does that relationship look like? You know how many people are upset with their parents? They're mad at their parents. Why are you mad at your parents? So we'll tell you it's, that's the wrong thing to do. You can be mad at your parents. But the real problem stems they have the wrong outlook at what a parent is and what a child is. And what your connection to them is. You're completely off. For example, if you thought that your parents are a cash cow. Some people think that way. Why wouldn't they? That's been the way they live their life for the last 50 years. Whenever they need money, their parents give them. That's the way you look at your father, at your mother. They are cash cow. Machines. Good. So now what happens if they don't give you a little extra cash one day, what happens to you? You get mad. You get mad? Where would that come from? It came because you have the wrong outlook. Maybe you're lucky that your parents gave you money, but that's not who they are. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're your parents, what are you supposed to do for them? You understand? But when you you look at your parents in a certain way and then something happens that disappoints you, you get angry, you get upset and then you start doing a lot of bad things and the regular person says, oh wow, you got to fix that bad thing. But the real wise person says, it's not the thing you have to fix. Your whole mindset is disturbed. Your whole outlook is off. It's easier to change a bad thing. Much harder to change your brain. But in reality, that's the only real change in life. Is when you change your outlook on everything. Every single thing in life. Because, because chances are you hashkafah and everything is off. Yes. Not saying it's completely off, but chances are, if you grew up in this country, around everything that we see, your hashkafot are off. Hashkafah has nothing to do with religion. Hashkafah means your outlook on every single situation, on every single thing in life. What's your outlook? How do you see that? What do you see when you see, for example, when you see a wealthy man, what do you see? What do you see? Some people see, oh, there's, there's someone that maybe could help me in my life. That's Oh, he can get me a job. Oh, maybe a rabbi sees a wealthy man. That's a guy giving me money to help build my yeshiva. What do you see? When you see another person, are you seeing yourself? Or are you seeing them? Are you seeing, oh, that guy must need more Torah. He needs more guidance. He needs more respect because he's wealthy. So he needs more kavod. There is such a thing as giving a wealthy person more honor. There is a thing that's not a, that's not called a fake thing. That's a real thing. You see a wealthy person. He needs more honor. It's a fact. Because the way honor works is, it's something that a person is missing. When a person is missing, so the same way when a person is lacking money, you got to help him. And by the way, the Torah says, how much money does a person have to be missing? that You need to help him. How much? It says, يحسر lo, يحسر lo." What's The amount that he's missing. What do you mean he's missing? So the Gemara says, "Afilu sus." Even if he's used to have a driver, his whole life he grew up in a very prestigious type of situation. In his world, he has a driver and a limo. If that guy, God forbid, plummets, it's called sedaka to get him a driver with a limo. He believes the thing? Halakha Unbelievable. I don't have a driver with a limo. But I don't need a driver with a limo. He does. You see, when it comes to helping people... Very often we measure by me. We say, I don't need that. Why does he need that? I don't need that kind of respect. Why do I have to give that kind of respect? Your you're complete, your hashkafah, there you go. Your outlook on people and their needs is wrong. You know who decided it's wrong? The Torah says wrong. In those words, Asher yihsa Allah, The Torah is trying to give you the right hashkafah to other people's needs. It has nothing to do with what you need. And it may not even have to do anything with reality. When it comes to people lacking, it's what they're missing. And it's your job to figure out a way how to fill in the holes that they have they may be the wrong holes, they may be holes they shouldn't have had, but they have holes. So yes, there is a concept that if a person is wealthier and feels that they need more Kavod, that you gotta give them more Kavod, because they need it. But not because you want something from them, because they need more, because that's what they're lacking. You follow? So what's your outlook when you see another person, are you thinking about what you can get from them? Or are you thinking what you can give them? That's a hashkafa. You know how often that hashkafa is used every day? How many times is that outlook used every day? All day long. You're using that mindset. And your actions are only an outcome of that mindset. An unbelievable thing. It's the source. It's the cause. So I guess the question is, where do ashkafot develop? Where thank you. Where do ashkafot develop? That's really the question. All right? Why is it that you think the way you think and you think the way you think? You think sometimes good? Sometimes not so good. Okay. So why is it that we think a certain way. Where does that come from? So I, so I think it comes from two places. It comes from two places. It comes from environment, meaning, when you see people acting a certain way for such a long period of time, it becomes your automatic mindset, not that you thought about it. It's not that you thought when it comes to environment, it's not so much that you thought about what they do and said, "Oh." This must be right. It's not like that. Environment, basically, makes when you see people acting a certain way. For example, let's say you see that when a person starts to make money, they start to become arrogant. Let's say that's all you see. start acting with a little more exclusivity. How to act when you're wealthy? There is a business out there of etiquette for wealthy and famous people. Of course, but you don't need the book. If you grew up around a certain environment where wealthy people acted a certain way, so automatically your mindset without even thinking becomes that's what a wealthy person does. That's it. If you saw it a different way, you do it differently. Any, any area, a rabbi, what does is, what is, what is the rabbi do? How does he walk around? You know, rabbis also have a look. How they walk around? How they do things? how they relate to people. If you saw every rabbi do a certain thing, you'll automatically do it. It'll become your mindset without actually thinking that it should be your mindset. Most of our mindsets did not come because we actively decided let's choose this over the other. It just grew on us because we assumed that's the way it is in every area of life. That's one way that our Hashgafah develops and another way our hashgafot develops, which is more, da- more of a dangerous way, is our hashkafot become the, the backing of our lifestyle. Which means that our actions will dictate our hashkafot. Meaning, if you start living a certain way, well, you have to at some point Justify in your mind and to others that this is the way. So now this is a little more dangerous. The first one is innocent. They're both, they're both not great. But the first one, the source is innocence. You grew up around people. You witnessed what you witnessed. And it became the way you thought. The second one is more, it's like a, it's a ministers in this area where you start to develop actively your hashkafot, to defend your lifestyle, whether your lifestyle is good or no good, your your, your will develop from your actions. So because you don't do this, that's why you say it. that's the right way. Because you do that, oh, that's the right way. If you give a lot of charity, that becomes your hashkafot. If you don't give, that's what becomes yeshkafan. People who don't give a lot of charity have hashkafah. They have a mindset. Maybe people have to work. You can't just give people many people who don't give money to people learning Torah. It's not because they checked into it and decided it's wrong. It's not because of that. It's a good question. Should a person get paid if he's learning? Is that a good thing? It's an open question. I'm not discussing that today. Because sometimes yes, sometimes no. You have to learn the outlook of that. What's the Torah outlook of that? But I'm not going to that right now. But the people who don't generally support those who learn Torah very often did not start because they believed it's wrong. But very often, they didn't want to give. And based on not wanting to give, they developed the mindset of, it's wrong to give that. You understand? Because now that you're not giving, so well, you are a bad guy? It's not those people. I don't give those people. You don't look into it. It's right. It's wrong. Maybe they are doing a good thing. Maybe you're supposed to support them. Maybe some yes, some no. Maybe there are questions you have to ask. But you already developed a mindset because of your actions or lack of. And so many things in life are like that. Where the hashkafah came post-action. So usually in life, usually in life, when you're young, you're developing your hashkafah. Innocently, as you get older, you start to develop hashkafot actively, on purpose. Because now, you have a lot to defend as you start living a certain way. Good? So Stanley's question is a very valid question. He's asking backwards. How do you change it? I think it's important to know how it got there to begin with. So, the answer to your question is... If a person wants to change your a hey, a, a, they need to learn. I don't, I don't know which order, but they need to learn first what's right. But before to learn what's right, they have to learn. The first hashgapa they should acquire to change Ashkafa is that every ashkafa needs to be studied. That's your first Ashkafa. That is the first initial lesson (laughs) of Ashkafah. That's Zainut. Beautiful. The first change of mindset is to know that there is a right and wrong mindset to everything. And you need to learn what that is. That is the first lesson of your change of Ashkafah, is to know that you have a hashkafah on everything. You have a hashkafah on everything. And you need to know that your hashkafah may not be accurate. And you have to learn from the source of emet, what is the right hashkafah? Don't assume anything. That's called changing your mindset. And then obviously changing the environment naturally will help but a person who already developed their Ashkafot changing the environment alone will probably not help because they might change their actions but their mindset not necessarily is going to change because they already developed it mindset doesn't change automatically after you already developed it so being in a new environment might change the way you act which might help you need to defend your actions less. Follow? But really, you need to recalculate all the givens that you've lived with or that you do live with in your life. That's what Zahirut is. The Zahirut of Ashkafa, the zehirut of actions is be careful before you do something, be careful. Wait. The Zahirut of Ashkafa is. Be careful that all your Pot might be off. Be careful. Don't assume anything. Go back to the drawing board and start understanding your outlook to everything and find the correct answer to everything. How to deal with every situation. This is this is really the Zahirut of Ashkafa. Wow. Amazing. Stanley, on the money.